on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. There are very, very few occasions where you can be disappointed about a series loss, especially in a four-game series, and this is one of them. The Brewers fall 2-1. to one. There is no time for moral victories anymore. There are nine games to go. Every game is must win. No matter the opponent, no matter who's pitching, no matter who's available. Every single game is must win. The Brewers needed to win today, plain and simple. They haven't been able to figure out Nick Lodolo all season. He once again gives up one mistake, the home run by Renfro, settled in from there. Man, the Southpaw slump is real. It's such an odd thing for the Brewers that have so many righties that should be talented enough to get the job done. Andrew McCutcheon, leading off, was brought here to hit lefties. He goes over. Moving Christian Yelich in the three-hole. He goes over. One through three went over 12. Adamas included in that. Adamas really cooled off this weekend in Cincinnati after that great home stand he had against the Yankees and the Mets. And since he came kind of back down to earth. Aside from Hunter Renfro, Brewers didn't really have much going on. And once again, Keston Hira was given an opportunity and didn't get along a real opportunity. He gets two plate appearances. He gets a double off of a lefty and a walk to lead off an inning. And I'm not even calling it a base running mistake. It's just a one in a million type play on the play in the second inning. But we've talked about the reverse splits all the time. And, oh man, Rowdy looks gassed. He needs a day right now. Why is Keston Hira not getting an opportunity when he's already proven he's having a good game? That's my thought. What's your thought? 855 616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet me as well, at Dom underscore Catronio. Look, the, the quick little recap of this game is giving up two runs against the Reds, you're not mad about that one bit. That's not a bad thing. But only scoring one run against the Reds is the reason why you lost this game. And only giving up two runs in a bullpen day is great, but the problem was Matt Bush gives up a solo homer, and then you look back in that weird second inning for a weird third inning for Aaron Ashby. Bases loaded, hit by pitch to the nine hitter to Romine. Just a lack of aggressiveness there from uh, Ashby. He really lost command of his fastball in a bigger part. It was the fourth inning, uh, trying to complete the fourth inning, and just a weird day when they needed length out of him and they couldn't get it out of Ashby. It was a cavalcade of just little tiny errors that just added up and what we've seen all season long. The Brewers haven't had a winning streak longer than five games this season. And they were just trying to match their longest winning streak today. And they didn't get the job done against a team that they're better than in the Cincinnati Reds. I tip my cap to Nick Lodolo. That breaking ball is legit. He's going to be a problem for the Brewers for a long time. I mean, the Brewers saw the future of the Reds today. Or of this weekend, really. Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, and then today, with Nick Lodolo. Those guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So you're going to have to figure out how to hit them soon and try to find a way to maybe make yourselves a, a little bit better next season. The Brewers 
Had a weird year against the Reds. Yes, they end up with a well above 500 record like you would expect them to, but there were a few games that they let it get away against them. When the Brewers add them all up at the end of the year, they're going to circle the Cubs, and they're going to circle the Pirates. But they might have to circle these Reds games, too, of not being able to be a bona fide playoff team and to currently be on the outside looking in. The Brewers still finish 13-6 and this season against Cincinnati. But, again, they had over 15 wins last season against both Chicago and Pittsburgh, taking care of the teams that you're better than. They only went 11-8 and against Pittsburgh, and they lost the season series to Chicago, 9-10. and So when you add all that up together, that's 33 wins and then 23 losses. Only 10 games above 500 against the bottom feeders of the Central, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds. That's why the Brewers are on the outside looking in right now. And, as things look, they're not getting much help either elsewhere. Colorado's trying to make things interesting, though. But San Diego is still leading 7-4. to There's a lot of game left there. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning, 7-4 San Diego. And they are still in a rain delay in Philadelphia. It's 6-5, to though. Philly's leading the Braves in what was a wacky game to start it. If both results hold, let's say the Phillies and the Padres do end up winning. The Brewers are right back to where they were at the start of the weekend. All that work you did, those three wins, all for naught. They'll be essentially three and a half games back with nine games to go. That takes a Herculean effort. If they were going to get to ten, or if they were going to get to ninety wins in these final ten games, they were needed going to go eight and two. Well, there's one of the losses. Oh, by the way. You're going to see Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty this week from the Cardinals, who are trying to clinch on your home field. You're also going to see Sandy Alcantara over the weekend with the Marlins, and you're going to see Zach Gallen with the Diamondbacks in the final weekend of the year. You're going to see some aces down the stretch here. Hope you're ready for it. But the Brewers are now backs officially against the wall. Every loss from here in is going to be catastrophic. It doesn't even matter if the other team gets the job done or if the other team loses as well because every day that you lose to gain ground is another day that you're not going to be able to make up, meaning a loss, even if the other teams lose, is just as bad as losing when the other teams win because you need every day you have available down the stretch. Brewers are running out of time. They need to figure it out coming down the stretch. We're going to have Craig Kishon joining us here in just a little bit. Get ready for a big homestand after tomorrow's off day. Get our reactions to this tough loss as well. Uh, then a little bit later today, remember, Packers are playing right now. We've got Green Bay game day post game coming up a little bit later as soon as that game goes final. So if you're here looking for the Packers, remember we got post game as soon as that game goes final. Plenty more to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. First offering to Hunter, and that's a drive out to right center. Going to be a long run for Fairchild at the track. It is gone. There were a few highlights from this one. That one, really kind of the best one. Hunter Renfro going yard again against the Cincinnati Reds. Brewers fall, though, 2-1. to one. I'm Dominic Catronio. If you want to participate in the show, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Right now we're bringing in Craig Kishon, and I want to read you a text coming in from one of our regulars, Doug, here, Craig. So close, yet so far. That old saying has never rung so true as it does today. 
How many times has Bush and Rogers done this? The answer, too many. Whereas, whereas Yelich gone during the stretch, he has disappeared, gone silent. No good time for that. Not done yet, but close. This one hurts. But once again, what I look back to is that first line. So close, yet so far. How many close losses are these guys going to have to suffer through here in this final week and all season long to make you feel like, man, one of those games flips and it's a whole different story? I know. And, and you know, Dom, they, you, you can look and, and uh, pinpoint, you know, some untimely home runs or pitches you give up late in games. But, you know, the score is close. And so it's, it's hard for me all season long not to continue to say, it, there's two sides to baseball, man. You gotta, you gotta hit the ball too. You gotta take advantage of some opportunities. And and today they had a couple of bad breaks offensively. I get it, but you gotta get greedy when you're playing the Cincinnati Reds and and get out there and find a way to win a game like this. Not find a way to lose it two to one. Um, you, you just really want that hunger to keep going. And I'm, you know, six base runners in all against Cincinnati pitching here. And I, I know uh, Lodolo is, is is good, and the Brewers have faced him a little bit, hoping for better results, and that didn't happen again today, that's for sure. And, and for Lodolo, it's not like this is something new for the Brewers. Third time seeing him, it's another lefty. This, right, this lineup goes all righty heavy. It's not like the Brewers aren't constructed to succeed against lefties, but there have been some underperformances. The top of the order going 0 for 12 against the Reds today is never going to cut it, no matter who you're facing. If it's Garrett Cole, Nick Lodolo, or a bullpen day, you said it. There's two sides. The offense didn't show up today. No, I mean, and, and you have to. I mean, especially in a game like this where, where Counts basically constructs his lineup, you know, specifically to put McCutcheon at the top of the lineup and then and then have Adamas be in his usual two-hole and he's put Yelich in that three-hole, hoping to, you know for some run production. But um, haven't seen that for a while from from Kristen, unfortunately. And you're right; you cannot have the top three in the lineup, your best three hitters, uh, simply not get on base at all. I mean, they didn't even draw a walk. So I mean, that's that's not that's definitely not going to cut it. And this season-long you know plague that they have against left-handed pitching. It just seems to continue, and it's um, I don't know, man. They've got nine. They've got nine regular season uh, games remaining, and it's hard for me to look at this team and say they've got to win. They've got to go eight and one, seven and two. I mean, at worst, I think. Don't you? I don't think seven and two will get in. Personally, yeah. you're, you're essentially yeah. assuming the other games hold. You're going to be three and a half games back. You need to go eight and one. Yeah. Yeah, and you almost do now if if these games somehow this afternoon, the rain delay game, you know, between the Mets and Phillies, uh, that's not even a complete game because they, they didn't get through that fifth inning when they scored those two runs. And so that may be a late one out there to get, to get that through. But, uh, I mean, bottom line is you just can't afford to lose these two-to-one games like this today. It's, uh, it's beyond disappointing, to say the least. And furthermore, when it comes to going 8-1 and one down the stretch, uh, the, the Phillies have 10 games remaining after today. I misspoke yesterday. They do have an off day tomorrow, but they have a doubleheader coming up against the Nationals. So let's say they're chasing the Phillies, right? The Phillies can go 5-5 five and five and still get in, right, if you are three and a half yeah. games back 
in the tiebreaker because there'll be two and a half games on paper. They can go five and five or the Brewers go eight and one and the Phillies still get in. So that's the difficulty of losing a game like today, trying to give yourself some breathing room because you're going to face probably Jack Flaherty this week. You're going to face Sandy Alcantara. You're going to face Zach Gallen. You've got three horses lurking for the Brewers to have to figure out. If they can't figure out Nick Lodolo, what makes you think they're going to figure out those three guys? <laughs> exactly. And I, and I don't want to think Lodolo's headed in in, uh, in that type of uh, um, company that you're talking about, but you know, maybe he is, and if that's the sign, you know, the Brewers aren't, aren't going to get anything gifted to them uh, over this next nine games, especially when they face the Cardinals on Tuesday and Wednesday. You can't tell me the St. Louis Cardinals don't want to come into Milwaukee and, uh, and throw champagne around that visitor's clubhouse trying to clinch the division because they're, they might be in a position to do that, too. What a difference a year makes, right? The Cardinals were trying to spoil the Brewers celebration with their four-game midweek sweep over the Brewers last season when they were on that ridiculous winning streak. Now the Brewers have to try to return the favor. But let's also look at the grander scope here, though. The Brewers, though, over their last 17 games, they are still 11-6. and six. They're playing better. They're not playing great. That's the second most wins in the National League during that span, assuming the Dodgers hang on to defeat the Cardinals right now. They've been playing better, but sometimes better isn't enough. What do you need to see from them against the Cardinals that will get them back on track? Well, I mean, somehow, Dom, they're going to have to build uh, early leads, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't I don't see, you know, the Brewers uh, with a strong ability to fall behind in, in a lot of these games and, and come back and win. I know they're, they're a fighting-type club. Uh, I, I think they're going to be facing some pretty good pitching coming along, but uh, they're they're basically going to need everything that you you have to draw up in the final week or so of a baseball season in a pennant race, and everything has to line up and go their way. And obviously, it starts with the pitching here in this one. I feel pretty good, to be honest with you, where they are with those nine games left and how many turns. Do we think that Woodruff and Burns are going to get? They're they're at least going to get two each. Are they uh, right. maybe on, on exactly. shorter days rest to try to finish this up? So that that's how I'm kind of looking at. It. You gotta you gotta be in a spot now, uh, out there, and and you're doing whatever you can. And and this club under council over the last several years is is at least had a really good amount of success during stretches like this, during big times like this. So. You know, hopefully, hopefully it'll go their way. We shall see. But the other problem is they need a lot of help, and they're not used to needing a lot of help. They're used to being the guys that are kind of setting the pace and, and doing their thing. So be interesting. It'll be very interesting. We got more with Craig Kishon. We want to hear from you as well if you're not watching the Packer game, of course. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're going to talk about that lineup of the rotation. We're going to talk about a big roster move today as well. Stay with us here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Given up a single and two walks. 1-2 pitch came inside and hit him, and we are tied. It's a 2-2 pitch, a curveball in at the legs of Romine, who is plunked. In from third is Lopez. It's 1-1 on a hit-by-pitch by Ashby. That was uh, the last uh, batter that 
or one more batter rather that Ashby faced today. Not a good day for him trying to be the bulk man in the Brewers 2-1 to loss to the Reds. He doesn't get the loss, he gets a no decision. I'm Dominic Catronio with Craig Cashon still on the line here on Brewers Extra Innings. Before we get into the game though, Craig, I do want to take a quick mini shout out here and I know you can relate to this. You heard Josh Maurer there on the call. Well, today with today being the last road game of the season for the Brew Crew, that means it's Josh Maurer's last game of the season and I just want to send my congratulations to him on his first year in the big leagues congratulations to him after being one of the best minor league baseball broadcasters in in the entire nation he comes in and is now one of the best baseball broadcasters in the big leagues i i'm so happy for josh you and i got to know him very well this year i just wanted to make sure that brewers fans are aware that today was josh's last broadcast of course it'll be bob jeff and uh, lane the rest of the way in the regular season and postseason so uh Quick tip of the cap and congratulations, Josh Meyer. Mauer. Welcome to the big leagues, my friend. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you did that. He he's a really good guy. Uh, we didn't know him at all until he got here, and uh, fits in really nicely with the radio broadcasts. And um, you know, come along, great voice, great call, and he and he even filled in uh, on some shows for me when we were a little uh, thin on personnel. Uh, earlier this spring on the crossover between Bucks and Brewers, too. So we welcomed him to the TV side a little bit as well, and uh, it's good to have Josh on board. Looking forward to next year. Yeah, very happy for him. So let's jump back into this game now, Craig. Freddie Peralta getting the start. There was a move that needed to be made to put him onto the active roster, and we learned pregame that it wasn't going to be an option. It was going to be an injury, and it turns out that Friday's hero, Luis Perdomo, might have been pitching hurt, a right calf strain placed on the IL, effectively ending his season. I think this kind of stunned everybody. Everyone was kind of expecting maybe an option or a tough luck DFA to Rodgers, but it, it turns out to be an injury, and you look at the Brewers with Ashby struggling today, not having Perdomo available the rest of the year as that swing man right-hander. That's going to hurt the Brewers more than maybe people realize, right? Oh, there's no question. I mean, it uh, that was that was a stunner today. Um, and if he did pitch, you know, with that calf strain uh, the other day, you know, he pitched awfully well. But, I mean, trying to rebound from something like that is going to be tough. Um yeah, that that's a that's a big piece lost here, Ray. I mean, look, this isn't like you can just load up the bullpen like you could, you know, up until a couple of years ago. You know, where the Brewers did have early playoff success uh, by doing it this way, and now it, it's it's much different. Um, so they're going to have to rely on a guy like Aaron Ashby, per, perhaps Freddie Peralta. I mean, if he's a starter going two innings for you, one way or the other. You gotta you gotta do your best to make sure he's out there as often as he can be over the next nine days and, and either help you out as your opener or help you out out of the bullpen somehow to create that length. I mean, if you're gonna be playing these these close one run games, tie ball games, again, you gotta you gotta put your best available people out there. You lost a good one in Luis today for the rest of the season, which is crazy to think of. When I look at today's game, I thought somebody who had an opportunity to be an unsung hero and have a game like Luis Perdomo was Peter Strzelecki. He only goes an inning and a third. He didn't get a chance to go back for a, a second full inning or a third inning, I guess, technically, of, of work. 
Were you surprised by that at all? Because they went, decided to go one by one by one after Slezlecki got his clean inning. They went to Gott, they went to Boxberger, and then Bush ultimately gave up the home run to give the lead in the eighth inning. So they never even get a chance to get to Devin Williams. Were you surprised that Peter Slezlecki didn't get a chance to do one more inning? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, to be honest with you, but, you know, I'm telling you, Dom, it's, it's tough to always get the right read on how they're blue, you know, put a blueprint out for what they want out of their their bullpen pitchers. I mean, just when you think a starter can go an extra inning uh, or one of the uh, bullpen relievers can come in and give you multiple innings and do that over and over again, especially where we are in the season, I think those are the times where you're going, you know, keep the guy out there. Um, and it, it's tough to argue against that, that's for sure. But, uh, again, they have, you know, they have – a blueprint and obviously it wasn't for him to go out there for that that extra inning i think he ended up pitching a, a one in the third innings um, of this game here today but clearly you would have loved to have seen him continue on i i just think you know when when you get a guy that if you can get him through the order the full order instead of you know six or seven or eight batters get him through that full order and see if he can you know get through maybe a second turn um, of some kind, even the start one. I, I don't know. I just, I just think if he's having success, it's, it's only beneficial to him and your ball club. And, and to your point, only 16 pitches thrown for Strzelecki in this game, and they decided not to keep him out there. And before yeah. folks go crazy, I saw folks on Twitter saying, oh, Matt Bush stinks, Matt Bush stinks. Look, when he's on, he's dominant and looks like one of the most important pitchers on the Brewers, but yet his off is just one mode. It's not like a bunch of walks or a bunch of weak contact. There's just one thing that buds, that you know nips him in the bud. It's that solo homer. And again, a solo homer trying to elevate a fastball could not quite elevate. But let's be honest, Matt Bush is on this team next season. He's got two more years of control after this. He's going to have to figure it out, and I trust that he's going to be able to figure out with the Brewers' minds around the pitching. I think it's way too soon to give up on a guy like Matt Bush. Well, no, I mean, look how valuable this guy has been. Um, I mean, with Texas, he was the opener in five of their games. He was the opener uh, for the Brewers uh, a week or two ago. Um, he can pitch in the eighth inning. He can pitch in the ninth inning and close the game. So um, his value in his arm uh, is tremendous. Now, part of part of my thinking, what goes on here is how, how he fits in and, and perhaps – only gets better with the Brewers the further he's with the organization because, quite honestly, they've had a really good track record of acquiring pitchers, and they only get better the further they stay with this franchise and their philosophies start matching up, and they do some tweaking, and they make these guys better pitchers. And I definitely see that with Matt Bush. I mean, it's, it's hard for us since that trade uh, to look and say, you acquire players, and they are going to be Josh Hader. They are going to be Devin Williams. They are going to be Brad Boxberger. They are going to be Trevor Gott. You just sounds like uh, some technical so difficulties. Oh, we got Craig back. Craig, we lost you for a split second, so we'll go ahead and hey get ready to say goodbye to you here in a sec. But Craig, uh, thanks for your time today. The Brewers have a big one with the Cardinals coming up Tuesday and Wednesday to try to start this final march. And I know we'll catch you at the ballpark, right? And hopefully we get a rocking crowd at American Family Field all week, right? All right, pal. Let's do it. All right. We'll have some fun. Craig Kishan joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. we got more to come on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ.
This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Lefty-lefty in the pitch, bunted, he pops up the bunt right to Ashby in front of the mound, and he makes a catch like he was waiting for a balloon to fall out of the air. That looked like it was going to be a big play in this game, but the Brewers fall by a final of 2-1. to one. 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to participate in the show. Uh, looking around in the league, they have finally resumed play in Philadelphia. The rain delay is over. They're heading now to the bottom of the sixth inning. The Phillies still leading 6-5. to five. But not all is lost because Colorado's making things interesting out of Coors Field. It was 7-1. to one. Now it's 7-5. to five. Colorado trying to chip away. They're on the bottom of the sixth inning, trailing by two. You're never out of a game at Coors Field. Okay, the Brewers still could get gifts. They need a lot of help, but they're not going to get many more gifts like this. If they can get an ultimate gift wrap of both Colorado and Atlanta defeating the teams that they're trying to chase... That would be the ultimate gift of the season because the Brewers technically wouldn't lose any ground. They would be two and a half games back. It would probably be the last chance they have to to get that to use that get out of jail free card, if you will, if the Brewers are able to escape. But again, neither team uh, is losing right now. San Diego is still in the lead, just like Philadelphia is still in the lead. So we're going to keep an eye on that. We'll be going with you till the top of the hour until five o'clock here uh, on Brewers extra innings. So those games won't be final by the time we're done here on the show, but keep an eye on that tonight during your football-watching activities. Both games are only in the bottom of the sixth inning as things stand right now. Looking ahead to the week for the Brewers and the uh, the Cardinals coming to town. The Cardinals have not officially announced their starting rotation, but it looks like it's going to line up as Miles Michaelis on Tuesday and Jack Flaherty on Wednesday. Now that's because the they, uh, both teams have an off day tomorrow, They are just getting ready to go. The Cardinals just getting going against the Dodgers today. Looking at their game notes, as it's Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina once again. But they still have TBA listed there. They put TBA just because they can change it at the last second if they want to call somebody around. But based on days of rest, it would be Michaelis and Jack Flaherty. But that is not official at this point. So the Brewers do get to miss Adam Wainwright. Situations as they stand right now. The Brewers are six and a half games back of the Cardinals. And with a Cardinals win today, they would move to seven games back of the Cardinals, which means all it takes is one win in these two games for the Cardinals to clinch the Central on Milwaukee's home field. And absolutely nobody wants to see that. The Brewers need to find a way to win those two games, regenerate your momentum, because let's look at it. If the Brewers can win the next two games against the Cardinals, their last two games against an above 500 team, against a playoff opponent, the Brewers will generate mojo again. They'll have won uh, a total of six of their last eight games and trying to find a way in the final seven games against the Marlins and the Diamondbacks to see, all right, here goes nothing. What can you do? What have you done for me lately? And the Brewers, yes, they have a sour taste in their mouth today, trying to get uh, a happy flight home, didn't get one, off day tomorrow, the last one of the season. Look, it's now or never. We've said this over and over the last month, but now it's for real. 
You are in the final 10 days of the season. Nine games to go. Tomorrow's the final off day. Rest up, get ready, because the Brewers have a tall, tall hill to climb, and they will need a ton of help down the stretch. Some other wacky games happening right now in baseball. The uh, Mariners were up big. They had an eight-run fifth inning against the Kansas City Royals, and then Seattle handed it right back with an 11-run bottom of the sixth inning in KC. Are you kidding me? This is insanity. It's now 13-12, to bottom of the eighth, in KC. Seattle's going to be in the playoffs, but they're fighting for playoff positioning right now. What a wacky game happening at Kauffman Stadium right now. Hopefully catch the finish of that one in a little bit. Other news around the league today. Cleveland has officially clinched the American League Central combining with the White Sox loss to the Tigers and their win, the Cleveland's win, over the Rangers. The way I look at things for the Brewers is a lot like Cleveland. Cleveland will go to the postseason now for the fifth time in the last seven years. They have a great manager in Terry Francona. They're in a small market. They have to do things creatively. They have to make hard trades. The Brewers are the National League Cleveland Guardians and that the rest of the national media is like, wait, how are they keep getting it done? And that it also is equally as, wait a minute, they're not going to make the playoffs this year? Is that how they're looking at the Brewers? Remember, Cleveland did not make the playoffs last season, did not overreact. They had a lot of injuries. They had to figure out what to do next. And here they are in 2022, division winners again, and right back in the postseason. If the Brewers do not make the postseason, there is still a lot to like about the Brew Crew core for next year. Burns will be back. Woodruff will be back. Williams will be back. Adamas, Renfro, Telez, Caratini will be back. You've got young phenoms on the way. Jackson Truio, a top five prospect in all of baseball. Maybe he makes an impact by the end of next season. You've got Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer, Bryce Terang knocking on the door in AAA right now. By the way, the Nashville Sounds, it's the end of the regular season today, but they are in the playoffs in the International League. So congratulations to all of the Brewers player development and a manager, Rick Sweet, down there in Nashville. They're going to keep on playing ball, developing winners, as the most teams like to say. So that's good news in that regard. The Brewers have, hopefully, a healthy Freddie Peralta back, a healthy Aaron Ashby back, and a young bullpen of controllable young arms like a Peter Sreslecki, like a Jake Cousins. Even if they decide to re-sign Trevor Gott, somebody who really found himself this season with Milwaukee. There is no reason to abandon ship completely because I see a lot of Cleveland Guardians in what the Milwaukee Brewers have to do. Both teams, small market, perennially really smart front offices. And you know what? When it feels like there's pressure to win, that's a good thing. And because the Brewers may or may not come up short this season, you love having that kind of pressure because the fan base expects to win. I personally love that. I know the front office loves that because the team wants to win and feel like they need to win. It's not like, oh, well, we're in Milwaukee. It's just going to be one of those years where we don't spend. No, I believe the Brewers have enough sample size going into this offseason to say, you know what? They're not done. They can do something special next season, even as disappointing as this second half has been for the Brewer crew. There is no reason to abandon ship. They do need to upgrade the offense. I am not lying to you when I say that, look, 
I do not want this same lineup coming in. They do need to find pieces to upgrade. Maybe Bryce Terang being the everyday second baseman will help over Colton Wong. Uh, maybe you be aggressive with the Este Uy Ruiz being on the big league opening day roster. They have him on the way as well. There's Robert Gasser maybe going to throw some innings next season. There's still a lot to be excited about for the Brew Crew. Not many major departures for Milwaukee this coming offseason. So I just want to get a little rant about that. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up next. Plenty more Brewers extra innings to come. We're going to the top of the hour on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall 2-1. to one. Tough one. They still win the series, but you still feel like you left one out there. The Brewers didn't really give themselves many opportunities. Six base runners is never going to get the job done, but they got early to the starter, Nick Lodolo, in the second inning. A home run from Hunter Renfro started that inning. They had a rally forming with the bottom of the order, had runners on second and third with two outs. Tyrone Taylor hits a rocket toward the left side. I'm not 100% sure it would have got through. It would have been a tough play for the shortstop to make. But it hit Keston Hira, nonetheless, as the base runner, which means he's out. The inning is over. And what could have been maybe a two-run scoring single, at least one for sure, in the inning continuing, turned out to be a lucky break for the Reds and them uh, escaping that inning with just one run allowed. And lo and behold, it was the only run the Brewers would score in this game. In fact, that, that technically scored as a hit for Tyrone Taylor. It was the only hit the Brewers had with the runner in scoring position. They went one for four with Risp in this game. Let's hear Craig Council's thoughts about that play and the game overall from today's 2-1 to loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just, um, you know, he got the strike out of Vic, which was which was big. Um, and then Tyrone, you know, hits, hits the ball hard. I, I think it was going to be by Reynolds or by uh, Farmer, and unfortunately it clipped, uh, clipped Keston. Is there anything? I mean, is that just bad luck? Is there anything to do in that spot? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, he's he's doing what he's supposed to, and to get a jump and then try to score score in a single, and it, it just you know the ball could have hopped you know six inches lower or six inches higher, whatever, and just unfortunate. I mean, he's not obviously he's trying to get out of the way. It was hit really hard. Um, just 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 bad luck. Yeah. How, how tough was it to get anything going offensively after that inning with Lodolo, and then you're seeing there? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we just we had an inning against Law where I, th- I thought, you know, Rowdy hits a ball, it's maybe a base hit too, that uh, turns into a double play. So that that um, you know that was unfortunate as well. And then you know, other than that, that was really our only other felt like opportunity to get something going. Um, so we didn't we didn't create many scoring opportunities today. Were you thinking about what you got out of Freddie as far as innings slash pitches or? Was yeah, I mean, no, it was um, you know one time through the lineup. Yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and then Aaron uh, after that, a little kind of kind of inconsistent there, struggled his command. Yeah, I mean he, you know we 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 were just with what's happened previously in the series we were in good shape today so we didn't we didn't need you know length from any of those guys necessarily and um you know we just Aaron just struggled a little bit kind of with command and he'd get to two strikes and then he'd he'd he struggled a little bit with two strikes um but Striz did a great job and got got us out of it and um you know 
bullpen pitched well. Um, just unfortunately, the home run bit us. What, um, what in what you saw Freddie in, in the two innings that he did pitch? Elo was backed up. Did you, yeah. did you like what he saw? What you saw yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he felt good. Um, he's a different pitcher. I mean, I think we all saw that different pitcher. Do you feel like both Freddie and Ash are in good spots to continue taking steps forward? Yeah, I think health-wise, we're in a good spot, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll figure out what's next. But health-wise, they're they're ready to go. You obviously would have liked the, the sweep today, but to take three out of four here, do you feel like it was a successful trip? Well, I, I think look, we give our we give ourselves a chance on this homestand, you know, and we're, we're going to have to win a lot of games. Uh, there's no question about it, but. Um, you know, we, we've we bought ourselves a good, uh, a fun homestand, and um, you know, we bought ourselves you know days into the homestand too. So um, we're, we're going to have to be good on the homestand. We're going to have to be really good, um, but it, we're we're capable of it. Um, and and the fact that they're at home is is a good thing. Home is you know a good feeling and comfort. It's something, but the Brewers dug a little bit of a hole today, but they need some help from other teams. They need Colorado and Atlanta to step in. Oh, no, no, here, here, let me put some dirt back in that hole for you right now because, again, scoreboard watching season is in full effect. It's still 6-5 to five Phillies leading the Braves in the top of the seventh inning. That game is in Philly, and Colorado still trying to make an epic comeback. They're down 7-5 to five against San Diego. So the Brewers, if both those results hold and the teams are chasing win, they will move to 2.5, essentially 3.5 games back for the final nine games for the postseason. Brewers have the work cut out for them. We're going to relive some highlights up next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Hey, in a 2-1 loss, we're going to find the silver lining in this one. The Brewers fall in the finale to the Cincinnati Reds, but it actually started out with some fireworks. Maybe the hottest hitter of the weekend all season, really, in Cincinnati. Hunter Renfro was feeling good at Great American Ballpark. First offering to Hunter, and that's a drive out to right center. Going to be a long run for Fairchild at the track. It is gone. Lane Grindle on the call. Another homer for Renfro after hitting two homers last night. He stays white hot to give the Brewers a 1-0 lead. They had some bad luck in the bottom or later in that inning after Keston Hero was hit by a struck ball by Tyrone Taylor. It could have potentially scored two. Instead, the inning ended. We move now to the fourth inning after Freddie Peralta did his job, getting two innings of work in. Aaron Ashby took over for him, but he was struggling in the fourth. A leadoff single was erased by a fielder's choice. Then back-to-back walks loaded the bases with only one out. But the nine-hitter, the catcher, Austin Romine at the plate with a chance to maybe find a way out of it. He's given up a single and two walks. One-two pitch came inside and hit him, and we are tied. It's a two-two pitch, a curveball in at the legs of Romine, who is plunked. In from third is Lopez. It's one-to-one on a hit-by-pitch by Ashby. An RBI the hard way for Romine with two strikes, mind you. And all of a sudden, the bases are still loaded. There's still only one out, and it's a tie game. T.J. Friedel bunted 
to pop out, try to get fancy. That's the second out of the inning. They went to Peter Strzelecki, inheriting the bases loaded against the reigning rookie of the year, Jonathan India. The runners will all get a head start. They're in motion, 3-2 pitch. Swung on and grounded very softly to third. Charging in his Brasso. Sets his feet, throws to first. It's in time to get India. Out by a step, Jonathan India. 5-3 on the grounder, and Strzelecki gets the big out he was brought in for. Josh Maurer on the call. Meanwhile, Nick Lodolo, he completes six innings with just that one mistake being to Hunter Renfro. It's a battle of the bullpens now. Trevor Gott, a scoreless sixth inning. Then in the seventh inning, Brad Boxberger comes on, allows a double to the top of the order, TJ Friedel, and Kyle Farmer comes to the plate with an opportunity to give the Reds the lead. Two men are out, TJ Friedel, who doubled is at second. The 1-0 pitch is swung on and hit in the left field. In comes Yelich sliding on his knees. He's there. And Christian makes the catch. The side is retired with that one. The slide just to make sure he hung on to the baseball. But the Reds weren't done adding a threat. Matt Bush came on for the eighth inning trying to keep this game tied. 1-2 pitch. Fly ball deep center field. Garrett Mitchell retreating back onto the warning track at the wall. It is gone. Spencer Steer gives the Reds a 2-1 lead. And that 2-1 lead would be the final. Hunter Renfro, though, with another home run, rings the bell once again for the Brew Crew. Renfro, that's homer number 28 this season. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. Final lines in this one, two runs on six hits with no errors for the Reds, one run on five hits with one error for the Brewers. We'll wrap up the show next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right. All you can do is shake it off and move on. The Brew Crew still take three out of four in Cincinnati. They've won four of their last five games. They're going to root for some help today from the Braves and the Rockies. One last check of the scoreboard right now. Philadelphia still leading the Braves 6-5 to in the bottom of the 7th. In the bottom of the 7th also in Colorado. San Diego still leading the Rockies 7-5. to If both of those results hold, the Brewers will end up essentially three and a half games back after tomorrow's off, leading into tomorrow's off day with nine games to go. They do not own the tiebreaker on Philly or San Diego, there is no game 163. So we'll keep reminding folks of that until we're blue in the face because, quite frankly, it really does impact the Brewers because this is going to come down to the very last day if it goes their way. On Tuesday, the Brewers are back in action at home. Our coverage begins at 6.05 right after Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin's afternoon news as the Brewers will host the Cardinals for quick two-game series Tuesday and Wednesday, both games starting at 6.40 with coverage again at 6.05. I'll be with you for both of those for Brewers extra innings after the game. Off day tomorrow, though, so nothing happening tomorrow. Then the Marlins come to town Thursday through Sunday, a four-game series with the Fish from Florida. So the Brewers, here we go. 
Nine games to go. They're all at home. They need some help, but quite frankly, they need to win first and foremost. They they don't get any help if they don't win in the meantime. Adrian Hauser getting the ball against expected to be right-hander Miles Michaelis. And then on Wednesday, it's expected to be Brandon Woodruff going up against... uh, It'll be uh, Jack Flaherty expected. Nothing official yet from the Cardinals, but that's what we expect to see coming up this week. Uh, and a reminder, 14-3 to at halftime right now. The Packers in front of Tampa Bay. Remember, flip it right back over here to WTMJ as soon as that game goes final. For Green Bay Game Day post-game show coming up with Homer and Gabe right as soon as the Packers go final. For Evan Witalis and running the ones and twos in our studio, I'm Dominic Catronio. Off day tomorrow, back Tuesday. Until then, keep on swinging.